Welcome to the Rock of Ages Church Sermon Podcast. Coming up, we have a message from Reverend Ed Polson. We hope this message helps you in your spiritual journey. Good morning. May God bless you and give you peace. Would you please turn to your neighbor and say, Who is Jesus to you? Over a century ago in Newquay, West Wales, during a time when personal encounters with God were rare, Methodist minister Joseph Jenkins asked a youth group, who is Jesus to you? One said this and another said that and one said he is the hope of the world. Not satisfied with such vague, impersonal answers, the minister repeated his question. Who is Jesus to you? A teenage girl who had received Christ only a week before spoke softly and slowly. I love the Lord Jesus with all my heart. Silence fell. Tears flowed. And the awful Overwhelming presence of God flooded the room. And that was the beginning of the Wales Revival of 1904 and 1905 that changed the world. The girl's name is Flory Evans. She opened her heart to Jesus, and Jesus opened the heavens to Wales. There is a secret room in your heart where Jesus wants to meet with you and fellowship with you. If you listen, you will hear him knocking Would you please read this passage together aloud with me? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Karin Lai is the title and theme of the message. There is room at the cross for you. Is there room in your heart for Jesus? There is a place in our hearts where Jesus wants to have personal, private, one-on-one fellowship with each one of us. The door to that room opens only from the inside. Do you hear him knocking? ever so gently 
He doesn't bang on the door. He doesn't shout. He calls ever so softly. He will not compete with Netflix or social media or online shopping or artificial intelligence and a thousand other distractions. He knocks, he calls, he waits patiently, but not forever. In the Song of Solomon 5.2, the bride hears the beloved knocking. A sound. My beloved is knocking. Her heart yearns for him, but she makes excuses. She has already washed her feet and gone to bed. She hesitates just for a moment. And when she opens the door, the beloved is gone. Jesus does not push himself on us. Do we open the door at once? Do we even hear him knocking and calling? What are our excuses? How long do we keep him waiting? Uh, give me a moment, Lord. By the way, did we make an appointment? It's not in my diary. One evening I was resting in my bed. My wife came into the room and announced the arrival of some unexpected guests. A married couple had heard me preach in their church, and I used to use an illustration about how I like to repair old broken musical instruments, because that's what I used to do for a living, and that's what God did to me. <laughs> and so they came, and uh, my wife said, we have guests. And so as I made my way down the hallway towards the living room, I began to grumble about such people who arrive unannounced. Little did I know that my wife had already invited them in and they were within earshot of my griping. I was shocked when I rounded the corner and saw them standing there and to make matters worse, they were holding a gift in their hand for me, a Russian balalaika in need of minor repairs. I tried to change my tune and fix the situation, but nothing could lift the cloud of doom that had already settled. Needless to say, they didn't stay long, and I never saw them again. But I still have the balalaika to remind me of my folly. Years ago, an old friend came to visit and stayed with us for a few days. On the first night, I asked him if he would like to watch a movie, Ratatouille. This friend had been a chef once, and a very good one, and if you remember Ratatouille, it's about a rat who became a chef. So I thought the movie would interest my friend, so I plugged it in and left him to watch alone 
while I went into my room to practice the arts of an introvert. <laughs> That's how I entertained my friend, as a house guest, but not a heart guest. Later on, my wife scolded me, and rightly so. But think about it. How do we entertain Christ, our most beloved and distinguished guest? Give him a book to read, a PlayStation. Put some music on to entertain him while we ignore him in our hearts. Back to our text. It alludes to the practice, to the art, to the virtue of hospitality. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. The Greek word for dine can mean anything between a feast and a main meal of the day. Jesus doesn't, does not care to taupao. He wants to sit back at the table, make himself at home, and in, enjoy an unhurried, uninterrupted meal with you. And he wants your undivided attention, affection, and allegiance. No smartphones on the table, please. Jesus' favorite pastime during his time here on earth was table fellowship. Even with sinners, I should say, especially with sinners. Table fellowship in ancient Israel was a divine institution that knit the hearts of host and guest together in friendship, fellowship, and fidelity. That's why Judas's betrayal immediately after having table fellowship with Jesus was so treacherous. The Pharisees' table was considered a sacred shrine, a miniature temple. One day a Pharisee invited Jesus to dine with him, but this Pharisee snubbed Jesus. He omitted all the customary courtesies, oil for his head, water for his feet, the kiss of greeting, all omitted. Foot washing back then was neither a luxury nor a ritual. It was an essential service to foot-sore travelers just coming off of dusty, rough roads. But this Pharisee didn't even give Jesus water to wash his own feet. He received Jesus into his house, but not into his heart. 
One day, Martha and Mary invited Jesus over for dinner. That was a little bit better than the Pharisee. Much better, in fact. Martha's, but Martha served with a distracted heart. While Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, savoring every word he said. Martha grumbled that Mary didn't help her prepare the food. But Jesus said that Mary had chosen the main course. Martha entertained Jesus in her home. Mary received him into her heart. Not with memes and jingles and special effects, but with a pure, meek, and quiet spirit. Martha cooked a meal for Jesus, but Jesus and Mary had a private feast together. Our text alludes to the food and beverage industry. If your heart were a dining room, how would Jesus rate your table service? Is the tea hot or cold as it should be, or is it lukewarm? A Putian restaurant opened up in Woodlands a few years ago. On our first visit, Liking and I were greeted with a choir of waiters and waitresses chanting, Curran Lai. And the table service was as good as the welcome. But in stock, contrast. Sometime later, we visited another restaurant in Woodlands that fared rather poorly. The waiter didn't even invite us in, even though there were many empty tables. The atmosphere was gloomy, and the waiter seemed to be stressed and preoccupied. He said, all he could say was, you wait some time. And so we waited for quite some time. Eventually, he ushered us in and he pointed us to a table like a traffic director. And he slapped a menu on the table and he disappeared for quite some time. <laughs> we decided to go back to Putin. Not in protest, simply because the menu didn't appeal to us. My only regret is that I didn't think of leaving a tip on the table for that poor waiter before I left. He was just having a bad day. May the Lord bless him. If your heart were a guest room, how would Jesus rate your hospitality. Sorry, I, I lost track of my slides. In Paul's letter to Philemon, he writes, prepare a guest room for me. And in the imitation of Christ, Thomas Akempis, hears Jesus say, make ready a room for me. I seek a pure heart, 
And there I will make my resting place. There I will eat with you. If you want me to come and remain with you, cleanse the dwelling place of your heart. Our Lord will visit the devout with his consolations if they will make room for him in the depths of their hearts. This is where he desires to be, and he will bring them many graces and much peace and sublime intimacy of his presence. There is a secret place in your heart where Jesus wants to dwell. Is it ready? Is it clean? Is it quiet? Is the shrine of your heart conducive for conversation and communion with Christ? Does he have your undivided attention, affection, and allegiance? Back in the 5th century, the Roman Empire emperor Theodosius II called upon a hermit incognito. This hermit was from Egypt, but he was staying near Constantinople. The emperor knocked on the door. The old hermit opened the door, and he recognized the emperor, but he pretended not to, and just treated him with the courtesy that he would give to any guest. After praying together, they sat down, and they talked. And the emperor asked, how are the fathers in Egypt, referring to the desert fathers, this was during the time of the desert fathers. And the hermit said, they're praying for your salvation. He was a Christian, by the way, Theodosius II. The emperor looked around the hermitage for something to eat. And he saw a jug of water and a basket of bread. And the hermit said, will you take a little supper? And he served him water and bread with a little oil and salt. After eating, the emperor said, do you know who I am? And the hermit said, God knows who you are. And the emperor said, blessed are you, for you have an untroubled life without thought of the world. I tell you truly, I was born an emperor, and I have never enjoyed bread and water as I have today. I have supped with real pleasure. Now I ask you, what on earth made that humble meal of bread and salt a feast for a king? Was it the quality of the bread? No. Was it the oil and the salt? No. Was it the one-star hermitage? Absolutely not. It was the hospitality of a humble 
disciple of Jesus who entertained his king with all his heart. He offered him the best he had to give. His undivided attention, affection, and allegiance. With a little bread and salt. What do we have to offer Jesus when he knocks on the door of our hearts? If your heart were a guest room, how would Jesus rate your hospitality? If your heart were a dining room, how would he rate your table service? He doesn't need a fancy dish. He doesn't need a violinist to entertain him at the table. All he wants is your heart. So if you knock on my door and wish to join me for dinner, I will glad you, gladly serve you a little bread and salt with oil. And hopefully you will also be able to say that was a feast. Say it with me. Karinlai. Together. Say it to Jesus. Karinlai. Our guest has arrived. Would you stand to your feet? Would you bow your head? Begin to search your heart. Lord Jesus Christ, our God and our King, we welcome you now. Come into us and feast with us. Would you look at the screen? If your, is your heart a table for two where you meet Jesus and feast with him personally, privately? Jesus rarely addresses his disciples as individuals. Most of the sayings of Jesus in the New Testament are addressed to the congregation, the group, the community. But this text is addressed to you as a single, solitary individual. If any one of you listens and hears him calling and knocking and opens the door, he will come and give you his undivided attention. Do we respond in kind? Does Jesus feel at home in your heart? Or does he feel ignored 
do you give him your undivided attention, affection, and allegiance? Do you serve him with such hospitality of heart that a little bread and salt satisfies him more than a feast fit for a king? And can he say afterwards, today I have supped with real pleasure. And do you savor every sip and relish every bite? Or do you look at watch or fiddle with phone? Are we hungry and thirsty for what Jesus brings to the table? The cup of salvation and the bread of life? Or do we come to the table with a belly full of junk food? Will you come now and sup with Jesus? Behold, I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice. He adds his voice to the knocking. I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Would you prepare your heart? Our guest has arrived. The service is not over. In fact, it's just beginning. Table service with Jesus. Table fellowship with Jesus. In a moment, the worship team will lead us. And as they do, I want to invite you. In fact, you don't need to wait. Would you come? Thank you for listening to our message today. To find out more about Rock of Ages Church or to access other resources, please visit www.rockofages.org.sg.